0: football pod on otb sports and the best thing about dublin all through their great period was the fact that they had these characters that when it came to the big moments and embraced the grown shaking
1: and crop hair the football pod is available every tuesday exclusively on the otb sports app otb am with gillette
0: get into your flow with the new gillette labs razor with exfoliating bar alan quillan good morning to you Morning lads, how are you? Uh we, we uh, was it was it Johnny who was giving you grief for like saying oh, you, you can't see a way that Ireland are, are going to be able to win then last week. It was somebody. Uh No, cuz he said I can't see them winning, but then he said I can see them winning. Yeah, and he was right, turns <laughs> out.
1: <laughs> well, right, yeah, I had that feeling beforehand that it was going to be better. Um having watched some of the trainings. Sometimes it counts for nothing, you know, but body language, uh, sound bites and press conferences and probably the player in me thinking yeah they're going to respond here and do something a bit better uh, fix the wrongs that they, they they had the week before so I just had a feeling they'd be a lot better and I was kind of going with the line that if they're in the sec- in the game in the second half it's not kind of a, they're not down a big score um, a little bit of doubt may set into the, the New Zealand players in Ireland with growing confidence but they started the game magnificently didn't they
0: Um. So you've analysed the game for us already on on uh, Saturday. I'm very interested in the aftermath and like so after that you probably got a chance to talk to some of them. What what were they saying? Because like um, uh, Ty is in the papers today saying that uh, Paul O'Connell got the, the locks together and was like you, you all don't have a clue how big this is you don't really fully understand what you've just done because he played nine times I think against the All Blacks and never got in within a sniff well, some sniffs of, of nearly winning but like he's like you've just done it twice this is incredible so he's, um, he's the world's most enthusiastic man when things are going well what was he like afterwards?
1: Um, I think what I noticed Jareds on pitch side afterwards they were very kind of um, obviously happy and ecstatic with the result, but there was lots of little whispers of um, it's all about next week now it's all about next week well Johnny Sexton went and he was interviewed and he said it's all about Tuesday night they've got to support the the rest of the squad in in the game against the Maoris but I think they know deep down that um, there's going to be an aggressive reaction here and you know the public were going wild Um, there was an air of shock around the place from the New Zealand fans who were at the stadium Um, the press were shocked, the coaches, players. But the Irish team were pretty relaxed, I thought. Like, obviously, is there there three guys who've won against New Zealand five times? Conor Murray, uh, Keane Healy, no, not Keane Healy, Conor Murray, Johnny Sexton, Tighe Furlong. Um, That's some CV, isn't it? Five times you've played, you've you've won against New Zealand. So... um, it seemed pretty relaxed but a lot of the focus was quickly kind of turning on and i like the way farrell said um we've got a we've a series to win now and we're going to try and win it like the the easy thing here Joe, would be well pats on the back fantastic we've got that historic win and does it really matter about next week but i love the desire and the attitude of them um it's going to be incredibly difficult because I think there's been uproar here in New Zealand Lots of pressure back in Ian Foster again So it'll be interesting to see how Ireland deal with that pressure this week
0: Is there any um, sense though Like of sort of anger in the Irish squad As well about just the physicality of New Zealand And like really wanted to do them Do one over on them after the two tests
1: I think there was a bit of anger internally Last week with some of the decisions That went against some of the first tests um, That was um, mainly around Their clean outs past the breakdown, Johnny. Um, they were tackling Irish players without the ball, mm. basically, as they went over the rocks. They got penalised for that this week on at least two or three occasions um, by Jaco Piper. So that suggests that Ireland highlighted this to the referees, It um, uh, Jaco Piper, and his team of officials this week. So they watched out for it. You know, every team kind of does that in rugby and it's usually kept behind closed doors, bar what happened with Rassi Erasmus last year. He went public with that. Um, but it happens after every game. New Zealand will be sending clips to Wayne Barnes and World Rugby this week that they're not happy with this, that and the other thing that Ireland did, trying to find ways to influence the referee. So um, it's kind of role reversal in, from one week to the second week. New Zealand's discipline was terrible. Um it was really, you know, erratic. And I think for them not to have learned, because I think that would have been said back to them that there was some issues around their clean-outs. For them not to have learned that and to, to do the same stuff again in the second test and think they'll get away with it was probably naive of them. Um, that's an area that they've got to fix. Their, their overall discipline was poor. Um, but I think for Ireland, again, Johnny, some of these players will have played... You know, it happened in Chicago. Back to Dublin, it happened in um, you know the, the aggressive uh, reaction there back in that game a number of years ago. Um, we saw what happened at the World Cup after we beat them in, at the November in November in 2018. What happened in the World Cup? The reaction. So um, they're going to be very, very physical on Saturday night. But I think this team and uh, I was chatting to Don Lennon about this, and we like we both came to the conclusion without getting carried away now I have to be careful because but like it's an incredible achievement and they're a bloody good team they're actually a a strong mentally uh, powerful side who can do you were able to do this to respond from the week before in a a really hostile environment because the crowd were pretty nasty on Saturday night at the game as well and and to bounce back from, from what happened in Eden Park the week before and, and and get a performance but the interesting thing how will they deal with next week um, the inevitable kind of aggressive reaction I think um, I hope they're ready for it I think they'll know about it and um, they'll be trying to back themselves to play and uh, be accurate themselves again
0: uh, Talk to us about the, that crowd in um, how Nasty it got there's some reports online of uh, Irish fans getting a bit of hassle
1: yeah, I spoke to some fans afterwards. Um, there's a tour group here with Rugby Travel Ireland. And uh, um, I met some of the supporters afterwards and, and was talking to them. And they were they were kind of... They were a bit shocked by the reaction. Um, some of the abuse they received during the game and the reaction when Ireland won the game at the end. I know there was a lot of booing when Johnny Sexton was taking penalties. I wouldn't put much heat in that. That's just... That happens all over the world. Um, but I think a little bit of nastiness from a, a, a minority, I would say. Um, and there's some of the old, there's older people on the trip here and, and, and older supporters. Some of the parents were, were abused and a few times stewards had to come in and remove people. Really? Just a very, a very, yeah, very mi- minority group, I'd say. Um, they just, I suppose, got a little bit nasty, had too much drink on board, stuff like that. But there was definitely a few incidents where, some of the Irish uh, supporters weren't uh, were a little bit shocked about what was happening around them um, but again I've loads of great friends in New Zealand I've lo- um, the welcome we've got since the start here has been fantastic so I don't want to tarnish New Zealand or, or their supporters but there's certainly a minority who probably think well you've no right to win here and uh, they, they just didn't behave too well on Saturday night and again a small minority, so I don't want to kind of go too hard on that, but there was definitely a bit of nastiness there around from the crowd on Saturday night.
0: I understand it was like the Kiwi-Irish relationship would have been very good.
1: It is, I think, but I think, look, there's some... It's like everywhere. I, I don't know. I just, I just thought, well, when New Zealand play in Dublin, I think they're very well-respected and welcomed, and it doesn't really happen. But look, again, it's a minority because I don't want to make a big thing out of it, but I just thought I was a bit shocked by some of the, uh, the supporters who came back to the same hotel that I was in. They were kind of a little bit... Um, there was definitely one or two incidents where the stewards had to come in and remove people from... They were quite abusive and nasty and there was a lot of uh, vocabulary n- not so nice. Um, vocabulary being used around and like some of that abuse was being directly aimed at the fans. It wasn't kind of going out in the field to the referee or right. or anything. It was being aimed at New Zealand, at Irish fans, which was a bit upsetting because some of them, as I said, were parents. Um, it's not a big thing, you know. The welcome we've got in New Zealand here has been fantastic, but they don't like getting beaten really, and I think a um, small minority reacted nastily on Saturday night. Peter
0: Marny had one of the games of his life, uh, and also is going to be, um, you know, celebrated for the uh, interaction with uh, Sam Kane. Who do you think you are? You're a shit, Richie McCall, pal. <laughs> this might be the last act of his tour, though, because there's an injury doubt about him. What, what do you think? Is he is he likely to be able to play uh, next week, or is he gone? Do you think? I
1: don't know. I think he he, passed, he had a HIA, and that's when he went off for it. Um, he uh, passed the first HIA. That's all I know. Um, so he's to do another one either probably tomorrow. Um, I think they'll want him to play for sure. He's been brilliant. And not just this year. I think he's had it. And not just this, this tour. I think, to be fair, you know, I've worked on a lot of games this year that he's he's done. And Munster have had, a, you know, a difficult end to the season and uh, some highs and lows throughout the year. Uh, probably more disappointments, but certainly a few high points. And I think one thing that I've said right at the end of this right throughout the season is he's found form this year and, and a real spark to his game and, and an energy um, maybe it's an old you know when you get a bit older he probably previous year he was under a bit of pressure he was didn't get picked in November he was not on the bench he's now fought back and got his Irish place and I think he's he's been fantastic and uh, it was an immense performance from him on saturday night and and but you know I took Doris you asked me about killing Doris last week in the first test and and it was a fair question and he had a quiet game in that first test in 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 uh, in in park. He was brilliant Josh van der Fleer just continues to get better and better and and the consistency in his performance, so I thought it was really crucial that the, the the, the three of them in the back row worked incredibly hard together as a unit, uh, making tackles, making carries, slowing the ball down, turnovers. You, know, you can't you couldn't pick out any Irish player that had a bad game. They all had brilliant games, and they'll need to do the same this week. Ty Byrne, you know, he wasn't playing since November uh, or since the end of the Six Nations. Um, t- started last week, and this week he had some brilliant carries as well. I thought James Ryan was brilliant as well. Um, he, he got pinged and yellow carded but he was throwing himself about as well and the front row were you know, so much better scrum and line out Andrew Porter scoring two tries uh, phenomenal so you know for the backs to operate and, and um, I was asked this about Johnny Sexton as well after the game He's, his performance was brilliant but his forward pack um, was superb on Saturday night and they allowed Ireland to attack and, and um, launch Different attack plays after set piece, and they put so much pressure on that New Zealand backline.
0: He's he's thirty seven today, I think. Sexton, is he? I think today's his birthday. Like, wh- yeah, it's wh- today.
1: Yeah, it's today.
0: Just from your perspective, like, I, I'm not, I'm not bit massive into rugby. Where, wh- how, how much of an outlier is it to be able to perform at this level, and where does he stand in terms of Irish sporting greats? To to be so vital to a team at thirty seven, and to be like, obviously one of the greatest out halves that we've had, like. Is he just is he just continuing to kind of break the mold in terms of what he's doing?
1: Yeah, he continues to keep setting the bar higher and higher. I think um, his leadership qualities—he's um, probably been questioned a lot in the last couple of years. Um, would he continue? Would he? Should he be picked? Should he be? And and rightly so because eventually he's he's going to finish after the World Cup, and we've got uh, somebody else is going to step up, and we, we we've probably. Um, lacked a, a lot of depth in that position the last number of years um, but I, he's just been phenomenal I think he's mental strength and he keeps kind of um, getting better and better and um, I, I was asked this question today and, uh, by a journalist um, what, why is he getting better and he just looks so such a threat with the ball in his hands I just think he challenges himself continuously to be better. That sounds quite simplistic, but he puts pressure on coaches to give loads of detail um, and he just wants to get better and better all the time. I know every player goes out and wants to be better and play at the top of their game, but I just think he's continually trying to, to improve his game and he's at a level where he's very mentally strong. He's had plenty of setbacks, but and you can think the, cha- the challenge here, Johnny, for any rugby player, you said it at the start, Jerry, you know, Paul O'Connell never won here uh, never beat them home or away Brian O'Driscoll did and lots of great Irish players even before that um, it's just kind of a given now that they have this self-belief and, and it's driven by a lot by him as well he's very mentally strong so you know 37 years of age uh, to be doing what he's doing is um, is is incredible, really?
0: Yeah, it's it's. Um, I, I, there aren't that many. I don't. I, maybe like, is it Ruby Walsh? Are there the other people that you would be kind of comparing? Jockey to the late going stage to his is for like but the late the late rub- stage where Ruby was still. Yeah, and he he was Ruby. Ruby was broken up, but like sexing at that level of rugby, just that seems a complete outlier to me. Um at that age he's doing what he's doing is it, is it, is it the, the confidence he inculcates in others by just being there that lifts everyone well that, that's definitely an aspect of it that's that's it. like and that's not just confidence uh, that they get from him it's like instruction it's like mm. you know the, the, his rugby brain is is uh, very impressive um, which is allowing his, his j- body j- to catch just up just
1: on that Ger like you know taking the decision to go for the scrum when the, when they got the, the yellow card with, with Funga Fassi like you talk about a rugby brain. Some people would just kick that into the corner. Now Ireland messed up the the subsequent attack off that scrum, but he, he's immediately mm. he knows the laws inside out. He's probably thinking two steps ahead where he's going to attack. And I think he's such a brilliant reader of the game that that makes his attack really that makes his game um, so good that he's he's thinking about the game all the time and just you know. So to take that decision, I remember going, "Wow, that's." That's some call. I wouldn't have thought of it. You know, when you're watching the game, you're, or you're doing the commentary, you're thinking, jeez, oh, I, I didn't think of that. He's thinking straight away, they've got to bring eight into the scrum. So two of their backline have got to come into that scrum. Uh. And he's thinking of that really, really quickly. Now, I know we, the Ireland stuffed up the attack. James um, Lowe dropped the ball. I thought it was the wrong decision to try and move it up wide there. They should have just punched it up for a, for a phase or two. But anyway, that you know, he, he probably he sees the game uh, a couple of phases ahead and that, that yeah. you know that helps him and, and he's able to kind of bring people around be with him that all led to
0: the uh, situation with who's coming off the 15 men back in the field where it was like, hang on a second. I mean, the All Blacks really get refereed differently, but are they allowed to bring a man back after they've had a man sent off? Uh, that did speak to um, a team which is a bit of a shambles at the moment. What's the outcry been like from the New Zealand media? What do you see there that is like a response to this? Because it's going to be really interesting to see how they respond. There's a possibility that we drive a dagger into them this week and it's a full-blown coaching ticket fired Joe Schmidt, new coach. Like everything is on the on the cards this week, and that's why all of a sudden this game matters a whole heap. But what's it been like down there?
1: Um, very negative towards what, what the result of the weekend. I think uh, I think the the New Zealand public and press are kind of holding their powder a little bit um, because if it goes, if they respond and bounce back, I think they do realize, Jaredus, uh, and, and maybe they weren't. Patronizing us before the tour, saying that Ireland are a very good side and they're a dangerous proposition. Aaron Smith said before the tour, I said this to you, I think he said the week, the week of the first test, it doesn't get any bigger than Ireland. Um, probably a little bit far fetched to be honest, but, um, I do think they have, um, Ireland have earned, um, their respect uh, in the last number of years and uh, earned it enough that they're very wary of Ireland. Um, Saturday night kind of brings it to a new level that Ireland have now won here Yeah, Um, so I, I think there'll be a little bit of patience it won't go crazy it hasn't gone crazy there's been a lot of criticism of course
0: yeah but if lots they lose, calls for
1: changes. Yeah. but if they lose this swing, I think it'll go to that level. That All you right.
0: About. One, one quick word. The um, team has been named for the the test tomorrow night. Uh, Jeremy Lukman, Niall Scannell, Tom O'Toole at the front row. Joe McCarthy and Kieran Treadwell are in the second row. Keen Prendergast, Nick Timoney, and Gavin Coombs are the back row. It's Craig Casey and Kieran Frawley again at nine and ten. Stuart Mccluskey and Keith Earls, who captains the team from thirteen, and the wings are Jimmy O'Brien, Jordan Larmer and Michael Larry look it's a really exciting team if they can get some ball they might be able to do some damage but we did see what the you see the Mary team did the first time out to Ireland so like I don't know D- does this matter in any way for the weekend or is this just about getting I getting think it for does these?
1: right no it does it'll 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 create a great feel good factor if, if Ireland were to turn that result around from the first day um, the Maori All Blacks had nine debutants that first night they were brilliant Uh, they won 30 it was a 32-17 but it was pretty dominant performance Um, I I think um, the Irish side you know for players who haven't been involved in the test matches there's a lot of them there they have something to play for here which is um, really big for them Um, and you know Andy Farrell will want them to step up and, and front up I think they've the concern and the challenge is that and I think that's what I was saying to you um, Saturday night straight away there was talk of the Maori game It's that's what's next it's not, the, it's not the next test match it's the Maori game and we've got to help and support them Johnny Sexton said I thought that was brilliant because if I was one of the players playing for, for Ireland tomorrow night I would think yeah that's great now the team have just beaten New Zealand but they're all behind us now and they're, and we're going to get the focus and the attention that we need to try and get a performance Um you know, you'll find out a lot about the players. Can they respond? Can they get a, you know, sort out the issues they had? They kicked loosely in that game. The kick chase was poor, and they got punished severely. Yeah, they have to really step up. The problem we have, Jar, is there's six on the bench that are going to have to double up uh, this week, and that's going to be a real challenge. Is um, for them to do that because it kind of it's it, it, it's not ideal preparation um, but no. I don't think Ireland will be training a lot this week there'll certainly be no physical kind of stuff the test team um, no you're right but right. having to double yeah. up double up twice is, is tough going for some of the players yeah
0: ok we'll, we'll leave it there for now Alan talk to you again later on in the week thanks a million cheers Ch-
1: cheers lads OTB
0: AM with Gillette
1: get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar